How's everybody doing? A great start for the day, isn't it? Our Lord's Day. Amen. Well, I'm, I'd be lying if I told you uh, that I wasn't nervous being up here, sharing a message that I think God has put on my heart to share with you. But as I look around this room, I see people that are very special to me. I see family. I see friends. And more importantly, I see fellow Christians. We're here on this earth as believers to support and encourage each other. And I've felt that all this week as I've been preparing. And I felt the prayers and uh, just everything that's been going on this week. It's been, I, I had time to be able to reflect on a lot of things. And I pray that this message uh, will reach you in a way that God, it'd be God honoring. Now, those that know me know that I'm a teacher. And as a teacher, that's a different way of sending a message to people or bringing a message to people than a preacher would be. So as a teacher, I'm going to ask questions. Now, sometimes that's a little you know, disconcerting for those in the audience, and you don't have to answer them. I'm just letting you know. But for me, as an encouragement, I don't mind if you do. Anybody? Nobody? Okay. I don't mind if you do. However, uh, as a teacher, I do like to see some kind of response. Anything doesn't matter. You know, you know hallelujah, amen, uh, or one of those, I got that. I got that. You know, just so I know I'm coming across. But as that, and with all that said, I am going to start out with a question. Who in here has lost anything? Anybody? Yeah. Everybody has lost something at one time or another, haven't they? You know, what, what did you do when you lost it? Or when you realized you lost it? How's that? Ask your wife? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Where did I put it? And, of course, she always knows, right? Right? Or maybe she put it own. Yeah, you know, we ask, we look around, we start searching for what we've lost. You know, sometimes it's something like your car keys, right? Lost my car. Where did I put those car keys? You know, I'm looking around. Where did I last use them, right? Well, of course, in the car, right? But did, you know, did I lay them down? Where did I put them? You know, is it in my coat? You're checking all around. What about something that's really special to you? How about, ladies, uh, your rings, your wedding band or your, your engagement ring? What if you lost it down the drain of your sink? What would you do there? Somebody, may not be you, but somebody's crawling under that sink and pulling that trap off, right? And they're going to pull that ring out there and return it to you. Or what about those that have pets? And you left the door open, and out goes that pet. You're, oh, no. What are you going to do? Some of us know what we're talking about right here, right? You're, you're going to go out, and you're going to chase that, you know, that pet. You're going to try and get that pet back. God's word talks and shows us a lot about lost things. In Luke 15, the first three uh, stories in there are the parables. All right, so starting with verse 1, there's the parable of the lost sheep. You all remember that? The shepherd will leave the whole flock, 99 sheep, will leave the 99 and go and search for the one that was lost. And when he finds it, what does he do? 
he throws it on his shoulders and he celebrates and he does a jig, right? No, just me. I'm the only one that does that when I find it. No, he celebrates, puts the sheep on his shoulder and takes it back to the flock and he says, my sheep has returned. I found my sheep, the lost sheep. And he doesn't do it alone either. When he gets back, he tells everybody else, hey, I found my lost sheep. It has been returned. And then second parable is the parable of the lost coin. A lady has 10 silver coins and she loses one. And she searches everywhere for that. It says right in there in his word that she cleans the entire house or cleans it all out to find the one coin. And when she finds it, she's ecstatic. She's so happy. She's, she starts to celebrate and she doesn't do it alone again. She reaches out to others and says, look, I found my lost coin. In the third parable, right after that, and these are parables that Jesus is sharing, is the parable of the prodigal son. We all know this one, right? The father, the son comes to the father and says, hey, I want my inheritance now. And so I can go. I'm not going to wait for you to pass. I want it now. And so he gives it to his son. And his son goes off and to spend his, his inheritance. But not once, and we know this for a fact, Not once did that father ever forget that son. That father was always looking for the son that was lost. And how do we know that? Because at a distance, when that son was coming back to him, he saw him and recognized him and ran out to him and embraced him and said, my son has returned. He said, put a cloak on him, put a ring on his hand. And he went back and built a big, huge feast for him to celebrate. We get excited when we find what we've lost, don't we? Sometimes just internal, sometimes it's out loud. But it's okay. Did you know Jesus lost something? In John 1.1, it says, In the beginning was the Word. And the word was with God, and the word was God. Jesus was with God from the very, very beginning. And he is God. And in Genesis, we read shortly after the creation that God lost something. Lost us. We became lost. How does that strike you? Today, what I'd like to go over, two points I want everybody to walk out of here with, I hope, anyways. One is, we are to seek. We are to go out and seek what's lost. And secondly, to understand why we are to seek. Now, when I was younger, younger, not young, because I'm still young. So when I was younger, (laughs) thanks. There, thanks. there is a verse that stuck with me, and it struck me strongly at that time, and it still sticks with me today. And it's a verse in Luke, uh, it's Luke 19.10. And it goes like this, it says, For the Son of Man came to seek and to save the lost. That in and of itself should be enough to understand. He came to seek and save the lost, right there, from what I've already talked to you and shared with you. But there's more to that story. There's a lot more. 
that come before that, just like these parables. And I would encourage you to go back to those parables and read through those fully. You know, my little synopsis uh, can't, doesn't do them justice. But this story uh, strikes uh, a chord with me because of what happens right before this as well as what happens way before this. So let's go ahead, and I'm going to go ahead and read Luke 19, chapter 19, verses 1 through 10. And it should be on the screen up here. And it says, he entered Jericho and was passing through. He, by the way, is Jesus entering Jericho. And behold, there was a man named Zacchaeus. He was a chief tax collector and was rich. And he was seeking to see uh, who Jesus was. But on account of the crowd, he could not because he was small in stature. He ran on ahead and climbed up into a sycamore tree to see him, for he was about to pass that way. And when Jesus came to the place, he looked up and said to him, Zacchaeus, hurry and come down, for I must stay at your house today. So he hurried and came down and received him joyfully. And when they saw it, and they as in the crowd, they all grumbled. He has gone in to be the guest of a man who is a sinner. And Zacchaeus stood and said to the Lord, Behold, Lord, the half of my goods I give to the poor. And if I have defrauded anyone of anything, I restore it fourfold. And Jesus said to him, Today salvation has come to this house, since he also is a son of Abraham. For the Son of Man came to seek and to save the lost. What stands out to you the most in that story? There's three ways of looking at that. There's three points of view in that story. Maybe for you, it was the point, the point of view from the crowd. Did the crowd come to you and say, I mean, you're, did it strike you that here's Jesus, our Savior, the Messiah, going over not to somebody who's following him and has stayed with him and has, you know, believed him and, and came with him and is walking with him, but he went to some sinner's house that strike you? Did you feel that? You know, what if he came to your house? Who in here is a sinner? Yeah. It's a tough point to be in when when you start to realize and you start pointing at others. Why them? Why them? Why them, Lord? We're all in the same boat. I would hope that we'd want him to come to our house. Maybe you took the point of view from Zacchaeus. Now here's Zacchaeus, right? He's in bed with the Romans. You know, he's a thief in everybody's mind. He's a sinner. And yet he heard about Jesus. And what did he do? He sought him out. He actually came. He says, right in there, you know, he's seeking out Jesus. Now he couldn't see but he did everything he could to try and get to a view of this man that was coming through, climbed into a tree. Now, he had no expectation whatsoever to speak to Jesus, to have a conversation with him, let alone have a dinner with him. None at all. But he came. How many have come here and found Jesus? We've all had that, haven't we? We've sought it out. Maybe you took the point of view of Jesus in this. All right, Jesus came there because he was on mission. 
he had a purpose for coming forward and going to Jericho at that time. How would you feel if you were Zacchaeus in this point of point here? Here's Jesus coming down and he's walking through town and he gets right up here and he stops and he looks up and says, hey, Zacchaeus, uh, let's go have some barbecue. We're going to get something to eat here. How would you, I mean, right then and there with no expectation. Back, and what strikes me most, most about that piece right there, and this is why this last verse sticks to me, was the, uh, Luke 19.10, is back in uh, Ezekiel, in the Old Testament. Uh, Ezekiel's a prophet, uh, and he's speaking to the exiled Israelites. All right, And he's bringing a message that God has put on his heart to share with them. And this is the message that he says. He says, For thus says the Lord God, Behold, I, I myself, will search for my sheep and will seek them out. As a shepherd seeks out his flock when he is among his sheep that have been scattered, so will I seek out my sheep. And I will rescue them from all places where they have scattered. I will seek the lost and I will bring back the strayed. Just as God was telling the Israelites in exile that he was going to bring them back to him, this is what gets me the most. He says what he's going to do, and then here in Luke, he does it. He does what he promises, and he promised that he would come back to save us. When Jesus and God lost us, he sent his son to rescue us. That's pretty amazing, isn't it? I mean, what, what, you all know Wyatt. If that don't light your fire, your wood's wet. You should be excited about that because he did. He sent his son. So God asks us to go out and seek. He wants us to go out and find those who are lost. We are to emulate Christ, right? If as a disciple, we are to follow and follow in his steps and do what he has done, that he witnessed to us. And he did that. He didn't go out there and walk through Jericho with his head down, with all the distractions that are occurring inside his life and around him like we do. Are we not distracted a lot? We got so much business going on, so many things that are happening, and yet Jesus had all this stuff going on around him, and he saw Zacchaeus clear up here in this tree. Because... He loved us. He sent his son. And for our salvation. And I, I guess it's a great point here, a good time right here, is if you've not understood that or have not accepted Jesus, we are the lost one. You are the lost that Jesus is reaching out to you. He's seeking us out nonstop, day in and day out, for us to accept him for who he is as the son of God, and to confess our, that we are sinners and ask for his forgiveness and to follow him, give up our own lives to follow him, today's a great day to take that stance, to put that down. And later today, if you feel the need, you can come down here in front and we can talk about that and pray over that. You're the reason for the celebration that God has when we come home.
when we are no longer lost. Now, Zacchaeus wasn't the only person that Jesus talked to in this way. He also talked to, early on in his ministry, to a man named Nicodemus. And those of you who may know this, he spoke to him in quite extensive, and Nicodemus was going like, how can I be reborn? I don't understand what that means. But the one statement to hear that you've all have heard is uh, John 3.16. It says, For God so loved the world that he gave his only Son, that whoever believes in him should not perish, but have eternal life. Because he loved us. That's why he came. That's why he was sent. And that's why we should seek others. Love, we read about it all the time in his word. Um, We are to seek the lost because we love them. As disciples of Jesus, we sometimes wonder, how do we reach those? Well, we can take this example right here we just learned and read in Luke, is we just go. In Mark 12, verses 29 through 31, um, Jesus was asked, what was the most important commandment that was out there? And he says this, the most important is hear, O Israel, the Lord our God, the Lord is one, and you shall love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your mind and with all your strength. And the second is this, you shall love your neighbor as yourself. There is no other commandment greater than these. There is no other commandment greater. We are to love one another as he has loved us. goes on, uh, Jesus, at, uh, the last commandment that Jesus gave prior to his crucifixion instills this even more. In John uh, 13, he says, A new commandment I give to you, that you love one another just as I've loved you, and also are to love one another. By this, all people will know that you are my disciples if you love one another. If you love someone, you're going to go and do everything you can for them. If somebody is lost, we need to seek them out. We've been asked to do that. As disciples, here in this church, what we've done is we've set up... uh, well, we're not really set it up, but we have four things here of what are you becoming? We have these signs here on the wall. You know, are you becoming a worshiper? Are you becoming a student of scripture and prayer? Are you a servant witness or a disciple maker? What are you becoming next? We should all be becoming the next step. As disciples, we are to reach out and find those who are lost. We even have little cards back here that you can get. It's, we call it a four-by-four where you can put four names down, where you can intercede for them in prayer, get to know them, help them, support them, witness to them. And then the last one is invite them. More importantly, it's sort of like this, the come see what God is all about. Come see what Jesus is all about. That's what Zacchaeus was doing up in the tree. He came to see because he heard about Jesus. Let that strike in your heart. That's, that's exciting to me. It really, really is. So Jesus went, uh, was sent for our salvation. He sought us out intentionally. And he's still seeking us out through his disciples. That's you and I. All because he loves us. And we are to love just as he loved. Now last week, if you all remember that we're here, Roger said, love leads to action. 
If you love, what action are you being called to do? And it may not be comfortable. Never is. You're outside your comfort zone like me up here right now. But love leads to action. So ask yourself, who does God want me to share Jesus with today? And then seek them, seek them out. And I, I pray that uh, you understand that we are to seek and that we are to do that in love. And that's why we seek for those. Look for that ring. Look for that pet. Look for that sheep. Look for the lost. That's what Jesus has asked us to do. Let's pray. Dear Father God, I pray that this message touched the hearts of everybody here, that it has touched mine, and that we can go out today seeking those who are lost with our heads up, not distracted, and more importantly, focused on you, Lord, bringing you the glory that you so deserve, for you saved us by sending your Son. We love you and we thank you, and it's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. I'll be down here in front. Rogers said he would come up here also. If you have it speaking to your heart that today is the day you want to put that stake down and accept Jesus into your heart, feel free to step forward. Love you all.